With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The GK Vance sugar dime, can't quit, what? Now pop the cork and see the Vega and get lit, what? 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 Introducing Phantom of the dark Walk through my hazard With levitation From reefers Drenching deep As in each seven Showboating with rugas Flash vines Belafonte jigger Let's get forward this birth As we confiscate your figures Jasmine over brown Levitating Jiki and Dashikis The Lahada car 54 Chasing diamond Running headed ice band The big killer diamond Convention Harlem Buck strut Freezing world heights Hollywood Madam Butterfly Let me in your house The pleasure From the knuckle swat Shadow boxes Catching black eye blue I play the deep What? Sensations at the Monte Gauri screen and Chiba Fulfilling pleasures in my castle Blow the smoke out The Goss of Vegas substitutes When the Dutch is gone The low don't stop Give me shouts It's the season Sartaeus to play your Welcome to this uh, another edition of the Clown Hour. This is your host, the most Scott Burke, also creator of the sports blog called The Clown Times. That's Clown spelled with K. And uh, you can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. You can also find me on Facebook, just hiding out, being sophomoric, all in the name of sports, however. Um, just do a search at the upper left-hand corner of the uh, search menu and um, search search box, I should say, on Facebook, just type in the Clown Times. Again, that's Clown Spill of a K. You'll be able to find me well there. So we're still continuing the Super Fan Series of 2015. Uh, this time we'll be covering the Saints. Uh, we've been doing quite well the first two nights of this series, covering the, the Bengals and, uh, and the Eagles last night. Um, but this is going to be different because – uh, this is going to be the same cat who's going to be talking about the Saints with me. It was Tyrone Miller, one of my college buddies. But this is going to be a family affair a little bit because he also has on the line with him his brother-in-law, uh, right. who is who's pretty <laughs> – I heard he's right. That's right in the background. <laughs> who is pretty hyped about his Saints as well. So this should be a lot of fun. His name is Patrick Adams. So, Patrick, my man Tyrone, welcome to the Clown Hour. Thank you for having me. What's up, man? All right. What's, What's up? On? What's up? What's up, brother, man? All right. So this is mm. cool because, I, like I know, Tyrone, before we go further, um, I know your brother is interested, Thomas, who also went to school with, by the way, um, is, is, was, was, was talking about joining us. He, uh, he may or may not be able to join us, but I'll just, I'll just keep an eye out, out, out for him, and like in case he wants to, ju- to jump on. If he still wants to jump on, you know, he has the green the green light to do so, of course. So I just want to put that out there. Um, okay. But, but but since Tyrone has been a veteran of these podcasts a little bit, <clears> as far <throat> as the Saints go, I'm going to discuss with uh, Patrick just just kind of lay out of this whole thing. Basically, if if your team is not the Super Bowl winner or the defending Super Bowl champs, 
Um, I will always ask the question, what went wrong? Because you figure if your team didn't win the chip, right, or even if they made the playoffs, then win the chip, something had to go wrong along the way, obviously, to keep that from happening. So that's why I like to start with uh, with that question. But before we go on, Patrick, I'd like to welcome you some more and just – Share your love for the Saints because I already know Tyrone's love for the Saints. We've known him for so long. And for him <laughs> sharing that love with me the last, last few seasons. So I'm going to let Patrick take his turn on this. So, okay. P. Adams, if I could call you that. Um, yes. Tell us how much you love your Saints, how long you love your Saints, and, and and pretty much how much you hate the Atlanta Falcons. Is it really real or is this? Well, the floor is yours, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, well, I've been a Saints fan probably, man, since uh, God, man, since ever since I can remember, man. I mean, it's just been black and gold uh, all through my household and my family. You know, uh, it just man, I can remember way back during the. Uh, Bum Phillips uh, era. Wow. When, Bum when Phillips, that's a up. name I've heard in a long time, brother. A long time. Uh-huh. We had, our, we, 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 we had Earl Campbell when he was on his last leg during that time, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as the Falcons go, I mean, man, the Falcons, that that is a bitter, bitter rivalry. And um, I tell you, man, uh, Man, I have a friend who I went to college with. He's from Atlanta, and I mean, we just we just go at it when it's when it's week when it's uh, game week or game day. My my God, we just go at it. He's sending me all kind of texts about how how sorry we are and what they're gonna do us. I'm sending them texts back. I mean, it's just uh, one of those things, man. It's like uh, it's kind of like the uh, Duke Carolina thing in college. Uh, right. Uh, I was yeah. It's kind of that. That's the type of. Bad blood, right? <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, yep. Wow. Yep. So, basically, I remember Tom was sharing this with me last year and the years, frankly, the years that I've known him, which has been a long A time, man. <laughs> a long time. But, <laughs> um, but yes, because we're all old here. But um, I will say this. I have a buddy here, like I live in Cincinnati now, so I have a buddy here who's born and raised in Atlanta, who lives here now because his wife is from here, one of my oh. sister-in-law's best friends from high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. I talked about that briefly like a few weeks ago, one weekend, mm-hmm. and, that, and I just want to get this from his point, how real it is. He has turned, his name is Jermaine. Jermaine turned and looked at me with the straightest of face. <laughs> Of all faces, he said, bro, it's, he's like, bro, it's real. That's all he said, bro, it's real. It's, it is real. I mean, I find it fascinating, and I don't want to spend too much time on, on, on this per se, but I just find it fascinating since we're talking states now. Um, okay. Because I think, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, did, did the, two, the two franchises came into the league around the same time, right? Was it a year apart, or was it the same year, or do y'all remember exactly? Uh, I believe the Saints came around apart. 19... Yeah, I think the Saints came around 1967, uh, maybe? Am I correct? Uh, okay. Yeah, 67. yeah, I don't I don't remember. Mm-hmm. The Saints came around in 67, and I think the Falcons were 
maybe a year or two before. Got it. So around the same mm-hmm. time, basically. So basically, and that's around the same time. And both of you guys are southern cities. Both of you, let, I'll, I'll be real for a minute. Both of both cities are predominantly black. Very right. diverse cities, and um, right. you know the two of the probably the biggest. To, to, I don't want to say the biggest. Two of the most well-known southern cities in the country, as far as from an international standpoint or the right. touristy standpoint. You know, those right. those two those are two of the main hotspots. Miami being the other, two of the three right. hotspots in the south, southeast the United States to go. So that's always that connection there, and the fact that yep. both of y'all fan bases, and I heard and I and I, you know believe it or not, I know for a fact that Saints fans travel a lot. Yes, they begin do. With, but oh, yeah. they travel really well to Atlanta Falcons home games. Oh, that makes goodness. it that much more worthwhile. I, I would love to just see that. I mean, from hearing it from both sides for the years and years and years, I just want to be a fly on wall, whether it be in the, in, in the Georgia Dome or mm-hmm. wherever, or, or, or whatever Atlanta's going to move there, 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 to a new stadium. Next, I, think, I guess not, not this season, but next, next season, the following season, mm-hmm. or in the Superdome, just to see it, just to see how real it is. Because I have, because I, 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 share, I, I share one more story with, uh, with, uh, uh, with y'all. When I used to live in D.C., there was a bro, I mean, that, like there were two frat brothers of mine, right? One was from Atlanta and one's from New Orleans. And I, I'm not making this up. This is straight real. <laughs> like we all were getting together at this pan, at this pan hell picnic, right, uh, with the other frats and so on. And we're just near each other just talking and, you know, the bro from Atlanta, I forget the bro's name because he is laughing out loud funny. Notice the bro with the Florida leg around his neck. Mm-hmm. And so he just looked at him and just stared like as if to say, are you kidding me? Give him a, just a look. Because <laughs> I knew that cat was from Atlanta. So I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. oh, Lord. So, so nevertheless, this guy asked the bro from New Orleans the question. He's like, you're from New Orleans. Yep, you all the Saints, and then of course he did his who his uh, who that chant, <laughs> and so of course, of course the bro from Atlanta hit him back with some Dirty Bird stuff, and it was awesome. Here. So, oh my <laughs> God, here we go. <laughs> it, it just cracks me up. It really cracks me up how real it is, how real the rivalry uh, is. But you know, I, yeah, we'll, I we'll talk say, about the Panthers in a minute. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, oh. you know. Um, you know, if you really want to go, you know, see what it's like, you can pretty much go to any Atlanta game. You know, they usually right. have seats available. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might be a oh little tough goodness. to go to the Superdome, but I know with Atlanta, I know you'll be able to find a good seat, which is why, you know, oh, it's man. home away from home for us. Yes, and, and it, it, it's funny. It's funny because when 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 I was uh, over at uh, Clark Atlanta, uh, when I was uh, when I was in college, uh, we um, a couple guys I uh, went to college with. They were from New Orleans. We went to we actually were able to go to a game in the Georgia Dome. Okay, mm-hmm. and this was around this was around the time when the Saints had uh, uh, Jeff Blake was the quarterback, Ricky Williams was the running back, uh, Joe Horn was the receiver, and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I was just hoping. We, I said, "Man, we have to win this game. We up in here with all this black and gold on, 
you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, but just like you said, though, it was, it felt like, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of Saints fans in there. So it was like, man, we were, we were, we were deep, <laughs> you know, and uh, mm-hmm. we ended up winning the game. We ended up winning the game, and Ricky Williams, was like, he went off for like maybe 140-some yards rushing or something crazy like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they talk, they, they talk smack the entire game to us, I'm telling you. The entire game, back and forth, I'm like oh my goodness! But it was a good experience, and uh, I would like to uh, uh, do that again. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That that that's just great. That's just great. You know, as much as I would love to talk about this rivalry because I think it's one of the most fascinating rivalries in the NFL, um, I'm just going to just try and steer things back to just on focus on your yeah. sense here. Um, okay. Unfortunately, just keep it. To, to, like to keep it like vanilla and stuff, um, but and not everyone of you could answer this question for me. What went wrong for your Saints last season? I mean, we could go any different direction Man. for the defense, bad luck on offense, or injuries or whatever. But what went wrong? And I, I guess we will start with with uh, with uh, Tyrone. What went wrong with the 2014 Saints? Well, I mean, the answer is really what didn't go <laughs> go wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, but really, what it boils oh, down man. to, what it boils down yeah. to, I think, was chemistry. Um, okay. You know, we've had teams with a lot less talent that have won more games, and um, you know, now that the season has been over for a few months, and we're actually going into the new season, we we're getting a little insight into kind of what went wrong and, you know, why we made some of the moves that we did during the off season. Uh, for instance, you know, getting rid of our superstar, Jimmy Graham and uh, mm. Junior Gallet. I never and, said that. Uh, yeah. So, so a lot of those, those guys we're finding out were actually cancers uh, mm. on the team. Wow. And, uh, and especially Junior Gallet, uh, you know, okay. we we all cheered for him because he was an undrafted free agent and, you know, came from Stillman and walked, you know, basically made the team. And so everybody was, was really, really excited about that. But then we find out, you know, that he's been in a number of off the field incidents. Uh, some of the, some came to light in the news, but there was some other stuff that really didn't. And I don't know if you've been okay. following um, what he's been saying on Twitter but mm. he just completely Oh man, he, he just spilled the beans on everybody. Sean mm. Payton, uh Damn. The, one of our starting right tackles and mm-hmm. uh, I mean he just went off. Just completely off. So I, I think it's safe wow. to say he won't ever play for the Saints again. Ever. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, um, <laughs> for his life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he's he's done. I mean, it, you, we talk about Goodell. I mean, and him being like arch enemy number oh, one. I think Junior Gallette is like right under him right now. So yeah. wow. you know, no Saints fan really wants to see him back, after, especially after the way he just burned all of the bridges behind him. Uh, so basically, you know, we had a lot of chemistry problems. Even uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, Kenny Stills was not – that good of a teammate either. Of course, we got rid of him too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so right. we really didn't have the leadership that we needed to overcome those things. And, you know, once you start losing, uh, 
everybody starts looking at each other and, you know, pointing fingers and, and things. And so, um, from what I understand, they even had an all-out brawl in the locker room after one of the games. What? With, of course, um, Julia yeah. Gillette was involved in that. So, uh, so it was basically chemistry. You know, it wasn't talent. Um, you can just kind of see they were just okay. going through the motions. Yep. Well, you know what? Um, and and Patrick, I'll, I'll get to you in a second, brother. But mm-hmm. that kind of—I had for some reason I had a thought. Thought when soon as Tyrone you said that, soon as you said that, bro. I had visions of that that Carolina New Orleans game in New Orleans, where it looked mm. like y'all just quit. It looked mm. like y'all oh, just yeah. quit. I watched that game, and I couldn't believe it. I I could not believe it. I, I mean the way. Y'all, the way the team allowed Carolina to come in and just punk y'all, it just punk them mm. in yep. front of the home fans, it just didn't look all that inspiring. But the more I think about it and the more I take in what you said, Tyrone, the more it makes a whole lot of sense that maybe yeah. that they just quit. They gave up on each other because it had to be because they just played just – that's the worst I've seen them play in a very long time. You know, especially on the Sean Payton, I, 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 that just took me by surprise, man. Yeah. So I, I feel you on that, but uh, Patrick. So do yes. you uh, I, do you have anything to add to that, or do you, is it pretty yeah, much I mean, more the same? Uh, I mean, brother-in-law hit it, hit the nail on the coffin with pretty much everything. <laughs> it, it, it just, um, I mean, uh, I tell you one thing, guys. We 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 didn't realize how much we missed guys, and Tyrone kind of alluded to it. Uh, miss guys sure. like Roman Harper and uh, Malcolm Jenkins and um, uh, middle linebacker um, uh, Vilma. Bill, you know yeah. guys like that. You know we we th- right. I guarantee you if those guys was on the team, they wouldn't have laid down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not not yeah. like that. I'm not saying Carolina wouldn't have beat them, but if they would have they would have fought to the end. Because just like you said, we just they, it just came in there and punked them and just like like they quit, like nobody cared. You know. After they they saw they, that they wasn't going to be able to get in, get get back into the game or whatever, and it's like they gave up. Right. And um and I knew something you know had to be wrong you know and and also too just to add something too that might that Tyrone might you know might slip his mind also too people need to realize too about the Saints is that there was some internal stuff with the front office with Brent with Benson's grand granddaughter, the one who was supposed mm-hmm. to uh, be 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 the one who's supposed to be the inherent. Of the uh, the two franchises, you know, right? I remember hearing about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she, so from what I'm hearing, she was just going through the uh, the complex, just uh, basically ticking everybody off. And from what mm-hmm. I'm understanding as well, uh, Sean Payton, uh, basically, you know, if she was to ever take over the teams, God forbid something happened to Mr. Benson, Sean Payton wouldn't want to uh, be the coach anymore. So wow, you know, she was just yeah, yeah. And, and 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 lastly, uh, she I've heard that she went through like maybe twenty assistants within the last what year or so yeah no yeah mm-hmm. she was just going through that oh, just like wow. that's why if you remember at one point in time Benson had to suspend her from from the from the from the team uh, from the team she wasn't allowed at the at the I facility. didn't know that mm-hmm. yep I didn't know that so. So couple that with the on field and locker room stuff, you got administ- you got a head administ- uh, administrator or a person who's a you know uh, who's up there in terms of uh, power within the organization, who's not getting along right. with everybody and ticking everybody off. So it was a couple of those together, that was disaster. 
Wow. Yep. That's 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 so freaking insane. That's mm-hmm. that that that's like the Raiders, man. That's like Oakland Raiders <laughs> stuff right there. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, is this yeah. the the New Orleans Saints or is it like Real Housewives of New Orleans? I mean, <laughs> that's just insane. Oh my god. So I guess we could skip ahead and just when we, when we mentioned Sean Payton as it relates to the turmoil in the in the Saints front office and management. Is he, do you think he's on the hot seat? Wow. You want, you want, well, you want to tackle that really, one, Brother Law? <laughs> well, I don't really <laughs> think Sean Payton is on the hot seat because uh, I think okay. uh, we really have to remember <clears throat> who else is out there. I mean, right. you ask yourself, who are you going to bring in? You know, Sean Payton's offensive system usually works. Um, yeah. The challenge – uh, is they do have to figure out what are they going to do long term after Drew Brees is gone? Um, okay. Because he's and we have a lot of dead money tied up in cap space, so our hands are going to sort of be tied for probably the next few years. Um, we hope that we're a good team, uh, uh-huh. but at some point we're going to have to pay the piper. And um, so we, we're doing a decent job of getting some young young guys in there. And I think that that's going to buy Sean Payton at least a couple more years. So okay. I, I think he's one of the longest tenured head coaches right now in the league, uh, which is mm-hmm. crazy to, to think about. But <laughs> I don't think he's really on a hot seat per se. If we have a total disaster again this year, which I don't really even see, uh, happening because I think the players just have a little bit too much pride. They might not. I'm not saying that they're going to go to the Super Bowl or anything like that because um, I think sure. last year's team had enough talent to do it, but we didn't have enough heart. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, you know, this year might be. It, I think the the best we'll do this year will be similar to the when Sean Payton's first year, where. Okay. They kind of made the most out of the talent. And I think everybody's kind of gone to the to the drawing board and said, let's go back and see if we can fix this. Um, and so I think he'll be fine for at least for this year, unless we totally, completely, you know, tank. And then I think they're going to have to do something. But Benson is not really a, a knee-jerk coach. I mean, a knee-jerk uh, owner. So... Mm-hmm. You know, in spite of all of you know the turmoil and all that, he's pre- he's usually a pretty loyal guy to the to the coaches and and even to the uh, players. And really, you know, once things really start going bad, then he'll probably make sure a change is made. But he's he's just not that kind of you know that kind of owner. Mhm. Mhm. So he's a lot like Mike Brown in terms of of uh, of uh, loyalty. In the sense that he'll stick with you, you won't like throw you away unless really something's really, really, really going wrong. Yeah, I suppose. Yep. Well, I mean I the, the 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 Junior Gallette deal was a whiff. I mean they completely sure whiffed, and he's you know that Joker went to Washington. And he's going to play for the league <laughs> minimum and going to make twelve million dollars. Mm-hmm. So. We got twelve million dollars of cap space. I think 
I think actually the bigger hit is going to happen next year. Next year, I think yeah. it's, this year I think it's like four or five million or something like that. But next year it's going to be like twelve million. Well, you know, we tied all that money in. We could have. Who knows who we could have gotten next year? You know, with that with that cap space. But as it is, sure. you know, we got all that money tied up in him, and we have yet to see what Jarius Bird can do. And that's another. You know, if he doesn't play, we have a lot of money tied up in him too. You know, they just he just mm-hmm. he just showed up at at training camp today. So that was the first time he's been spotted. So, you know, we really? paid him a lot of money. He didn't play much last year, ended up on injured reserve and still on the physically unable to perform list this year and nobody really knows what's going on. So mm-hmm. You know, so you you can't have all your money tied up like that. It's just not, and if we struggle, it's just not going to seem like it was a bit good business or personnel choice. And so, heads may have to be held accountable um, for that. Um, so we'll see how mm-hmm. it goes. But I, I think I think he has at least a, you know, the seat might be a little warm, but ain't it's not hot. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, yep, I'll, I'll, I'll just add to it uh, what uh, Tyrone was saying. And that, um, I mean, even with the, even with uh, how bad we played last year, every mm-hmm. uh, publication that came out this year still had Sean Payton as a top five coach. <laughs> and just mm-hmm. like Tyrone said, I mean, you're not gonna find if you fire him. You're not gonna find anything better out there on the market for the most part. You're really not. And also, too, I think he still. I think Sean uh, has. He still. He has like a lot of rope because number one, he brought the 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 the, the, the um the franchise's first championship. So that's something to look right. at. He's been. He's right. the all time. If he's not yet, I think he's the all time uh, uh, winning coach, winning his coach in the history uh, percentage wise. I, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's done a lot in, in in the ten in the nine years that he's he's been there. The, the offense has been uh, n- number one five times. Right. <laughs> so you know, I mean, he's. I just think that you know, it's just you know, like we were, we were saying earlier, this chemistry, getting the right pieces to fit, uh, you know, getting people on the field that need to be on the field, and uh, we'll just see what 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 it, what happens from there, and. Um, you know, as far as uh, Jerry's bird is concerned, uh, I hope that you know he wasn't damaged goods when we first when we got him. I don't think right. so. I just think that the Saints are being very uh, cautious with him in terms of uh, him coming back. If he if he returns to form uh, when he was at Buffalo, just even if he just half of that, will we'll, I feel like it'll be you know the money will be worth it. You know, he, you know he, he gives us. Six, seven interceptions, uh, a couple uh, forced fumbles, and things of that, na- na- uh, that nature. That'll be fine, you know. Sure. We're not, ask- you know, right. we're not asking him to be all world, you know. And as we know, without a pass rush, you know, everybody in the secondary is going to look going to look uh, horrible anyway. So, right. <laughs> you know, but right. um, of course, let's we'll see what. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, was going to say, I was, I was okay. Actually, mm-hmm. I was agreeing with you. I, I was saying, of, 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 of course, yeah. you got to have a pass for us to give his secondary mm-hmm. a chance, especially yeah, against yeah, NFL yeah. caliber quarterbacks. So yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. 
one goes to hand with the other. But let me ask y'all this, and you know, Tyron, you mentioned some about the chemistry issues of the guys that y'all have jettisoned over the past year. But Jimmy Graham, yeah. though, was he? Mm. I mean, because he, he, there's so much production. I know he didn't. I know by his own standards, didn't have the best of seasons last year. I mean, he sure he had he had 85 receptions. Sure he had what 10 touchdown receptions. But he just wasn't himself. You got the feeling that he just wasn't himself most of the year. Do you? So he was. Was he? So he really contributed to the locker room turmoil that went on in New Orleans last year. Well, I mean, you saw it from the beginning when uh, when his when he scored his first touchdown, and right. he went out there and he dunked the ball, and then next thing you know, we gave up. You know, it was automatic you know, 15-yard penalty. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think, actually, I think the other team scored off of that. Or that was they Atlanta, got good yeah. field position. So yeah. it was pretty much like the blatant disregard for what Coach wanted. Um, mm-hmm. You can kind of see he wasn't – I don't know. You know, when you watch a team for a long time, you see guys on the team, you see them on the sidelines you kind of start noticing, like, little stuff. And you can't put your finger on it, but it's kind of the way that they're interacting with everybody. And he kind of seemed like he was, you know, he was, I wouldn't say he was reading his own press, but, you know, he was mad because they put the franchise tag on him. And then mm-hmm. he had to, he was still upset because he he wanted to get wide receiver money. Right. And so... Yeah. He yeah, he was still one of the highest, you know, top two paid tight ends, but he wanted wide receiver money, which was probably, you know, in line with what his production was. But he resented all of that. And I think it showed in his play. You know, he lose concentration at times, dropping easy stuff, getting allowing himself to be pushed around and on the field and, and getting into little altercations with with lesser players and stuff, they they were getting in his head. You know, he was getting upset, and you know, and, you know, throwing stuff and slamming his helmet down on the sidelines and and stuff, and or just like he's just looking completely like he wasn't even into it. Not engaged, uh, yeah, not engaged, yeah. So, you know, it was just like something was wrong, uh, and you know, Drew Brees really. Uh, really was in his corner trying to, you know, make sure he was he was on point. And, you know, he, he still did his thing because, you know, he's an all-pro. But it wasn't good for the type of team that we have. You know, Jimmy Graham right. really is a his, – his mentality is a – he has a young mentality, almost like he's like a second-year player or something. He, he's not a – he doesn't carry himself like a vet, even though he's right. been in the league several years. So he don't mentor okay. anybody. He he not looking at. So you would never classify him as a team leader. He influences mm. the team, but he's not a team leader. Which would be interesting mm. to see how he does in Seattle, because they're gonna yes. they're gonna basically test and see what he made of. And the kind of player right. that Jimmy is, he'll probably rise to the occasion. You know, because he likes to play with a little chip on his shoulder. And so they're going to make right. him better from a mental standpoint. But with us, they're already talking stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's going to make him want to play harder. And he's already a matchup nightmare. So right. he'll probably do just fine. I, My only thing is, why we send him to Seattle? I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to send him to the best team in the league or second best team in the league. I'm going to send him somewhere where, you know, I don't know, but I'd probably send him to Buffalo or something. Something. Well, Buffalo probably going to be better than there. But yeah, somewhere where he will be yeah. harmless. Send him somewhere where he'll be harmless. You know. Yeah. Uh, been yeah. in the Jacksonville or something, you know. Uh, <laughs> or Oakland. Been to Oakland. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> you know, so. but with Russell Wilson, uh, he won't have to do much. I mean, he'll be able to flex and do all the stuff he wants, and probably Pete Carroll won't mind if he dunk on them, you know, because they got a good enough defense to overcome that kind of stuff. But I, it was a shock when it happened. I I, I thought it was like some kind of April Fool's joke. Yeah, uh, me too. But I just couldn't. I couldn't believe that we would do something like that. <laughs> April Fool's. But might as well be a fool's joke. I thought someone was just playing when I found out that they traded Graham away to Seattle. Like, why do why do you want to trade him? It's one thing to trade into the second best team in the league. It's another to trade him within your own conference that you may have yeah. to face in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. it's like giving. I mean that's like giving, oh oh shoot! I mean that that I mean that's like giving uh, Floyd Mayweather another weapon. I mean yeah. he's only the one of the best fighters. Why would you give him another weapon? That's the same thing with Seattle. We're already one of the best teams in the league. Why would you want to give that offense another weapon? Now I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's just crazy. You guys really yeah. wanted to get rid of him if you were willing to ship him off. To the big bad bully in your own conference. That's 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 the yeah. Idea. But let me just take take a look at last season's results for a minute because I hate. I mean, I, you know, I love you guys. You guys are good brothers, Pat, Patrick. You seem to be a good brother too. But yeah. I have to like talk about last year's results for a little bit. And I'm oh, looking okay. at them right now, and I do remember the first. I mean, the season for the most part, except for the, maybe the last part when. Some games, the guys frankly quit. Um, yep. It was a lot of what ifs. Like for example, opening weekend, a game which I watched at a sports bar in Champs, by the way, the Atlanta Falcons. You guys had them, had them uh. had the rights. I know, bro. I know. Let them back in the game. <laughs> or was it Coast Marcus Coastal? One of those cats fumbled in overtime, mm-hmm. led to the game-winning field goal. And week two, Cleveland. How y'all lost to Cleveland? I still, I still don't know how y'all lost to Cleveland. But nevertheless, you guys lost them on the last second field goal. So basically, you're on to losing the first two games by a combined five points. Then you come back, everything seemed right in the world, and beating Minnesota. Then you, then you guys lost to Dallas. No shame in losing to Dallas. They were pretty good last year. Beat Tampa. Then after the bye, you lost another hard pick, breaker to to Detroit on the road by one point. Then this is where the baffling part comes in. The next two weeks, you guys were like game busters. You spanked Green Bay, right, and you also beat down the Panthers at their place, prime time. 
That was a primetime game to bring about the 4-4. Four and four. Then you have the next three games at home. You have San Fran, Cincy, and Baltimore. I'm thinking, okay, the things are going to put it together and everything's going to be right in the world. Awesome. <laughs> a bitter heartbreaker to the 49ers. Mm. Got spanked by Cincinnati. Lost to Baltimore. Somehow won in Pittsburgh the following week because our defense can't stop anybody. Then, you know, that the last four games of the season in December. Quit against the Panthers. I don't have to remind you what the score was. <laughs> then you guys won in Chicago by a lot because, frankly, Chicago quit too. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, Spain, Chicago at their play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they quit. Chicago's a bunch of no, Too quit a plan. Yeah, exactly. That's a quitter ball. <laughs> um, then, when something that I never thought to happen, you guys quitting against the Falcons at home, an arch rival at home. <laughs> That's when I was like, you know what? It just, it just ain't, it just ain't working for the Saints this year. Mm-hmm. And you guys still had a shot because of the vision that y'all played in last year. But, I mean, it just sealed the deal. I mean, granted, you, you guys went in Tampa to win the close season out. But, I mean, if you if it's a season full of what-ifs followed by a series of games that your team just quit, especially at home. The last two games at home, just quit. So, yeah. you know, a lot of skills, a lot of scapegoats being made, a lot of people being said about Rob Ryan, whether he stick around or not. Do you think Rob Bryan has a shot to turn things around defensively for the Saints? I just, I, I just want to pose that question out there. Patrick, you, you can take this one if you want. Okay, no problem. Um, I think, first of all, I think Rob Bryan, I think Rob Bryan is a, is a, is a good coach. I just think right. sometimes, just like, his, just like his, his family tree, Buddy Ryan and Rex Ryan, they just they, they kind of exotic sometimes, you know, with, with, with things. But mm-hmm. uh, I think he can turn things around because remember the year before, the Saints were fourth in defense. Sure. We're basically the same. We're basically the same team, outside of okay. uh, Jerry's Bird and uh, maybe a couple others. But it was pretty much right. the same uh, defense. Except that's why I, I feel in my heart the main problem was we didn't have leadership on that defense. Like I said, Harper was gone. Jenkins was gone. Vilman was gone. Those were the guys that, you know, the defense would rally around. Or those were the guys mm-hmm. that would get everybody in order if the team was down in the dumps. And and, and and last year we had nobody stepped up to try to be the leader. I mean, Curtis Lawson, he, I mean, he tried. But, I mean, to no avail, obviously. Because uh, we quit uh, and most of the, in a lot of games, just like you said. But uh, I, I think you know with, with, with better with better young players. And one thing my brother-in-law uh, Tyrone has always said, which is true, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're finally uh, starting to do that now. We've never really had uh, uh, playmakers at the linebacker position. We've never, and that's always been the Achilles' heel for us. Outside of, I mean, Vilma. Vilma was was pretty good, but we we never really had that 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 just like that real somebody like that like a Patrick Willis type somebody that's like a a difference maker. We didn't have mm-hmm. like the, the the speed and uh sideline to sideline 
uh, and all of it as a core anyway, as a linebacking core. They drafted a couple guys this year that I think uh, they're going to help. They may have some uh, growing pains just like any other rookies, of course, but uh, they drafted some guys that I really, that, that they're high on. I'm high on myself. But uh, I yeah, think, you know. Yeah, Anthony from Clemson is good. Very good, very good. And um, the guy yeah. from uh, Washington, he had like uh, right. He had like thirty something sacks the last two years, something crazy like that. But uh, yeah. we'll see. And then of course you can't. And, and I'm so glad they went out and got the big cornerback that used to play for Seattle, and uh, he played he played for the Patriots last year, because he's already showing yeah. he's a leader. He's already showing that he's a leader yeah. already. Because because the, the day yeah. he he kind of had an outburst. Uh, at training camp because the defense uh, was, was – the secondary wasn't playing well. They had, they had like, three straight uh, pass interferences. And uh, he, uh, he he got he got really upset and yelling and stuff, and the coaches had to calm down and tell him everything was going to be okay. But uh, just, to, uh, just to think, uh, uh, Rob, I think, uh, I think he's going – I think he's going to bounce back. See, right now the Saints, nobody's talking about the Saints. They're irre- irrelevant to everybody. Everybody's down on uh, 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 Rob Ryan. And you know the coaching staff as a whole probably, uh, mm-hmm. but this is this is the this is the, this is the Saints that we know people who've been Saints fans. When you think they are they it's down and out, when you think it's, it's <laughs> when, when you think it's over, when you think it's over for them, like oh these guys, <laughs> then they'll they'll they'll, they'll pull a Houdini, <laughs> you know. So we'll see. Uh, I was I was waiting for someone in the congregation to weigh their fans, right? Those old old school paper fans with those with <laughs> face on it, and yeah, hey man, and well, and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say this, I don't know. I say this though. The Saints that I Saint serve. Patrick, exactly. I mean, just the Holy Ghost and altar calls and everything else. One one more draft pick I really liked, and that's one because I follow the ACC closely. Is I like the draft pick of PJ Williams out of Florida State, the cornerback in the third round. Mm-hmm. I think I think that'll help you guys as well because you're getting that young talent from a veteran team at Florida State, and Jimbo Fisher coaches those boys up, and yeah, I think does. that's going to show too. And so the best thing to to Tyrone's point and to your point too, Patrick, in a way, is to get that young talent in there, mold them. Yep. And you have the right guys, like you said, the brother from uh, the Patriots, I guess you said, who came over from the Patriots this past year. Yeah, and Browner. Browner, yeah, that's right, Browner, of course, Browner. Browner. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll whip those guys in shape. I don't think I don't think you guys are any bad hands at all. He's, you guys will be straight. You guys will be straight from the leadership standpoint with that cat alone on defense. So I think that's great. Um, let me ask y'all this. Um, we'll just, I guess, wrap it up here. Um, of course, the uh, prediction. How do you think the Saints will fare in 2015? And Tyrone, I'll let you have the first uh, 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 Oh, man. Shoot, <laughs> last year I thought we were going to be like 15-1 and one or something. I don't, um, <laughs> this, this year, um, man, that's a hard thing to say. Um uh, if we stay healthy, I think we're probably a nine and seven, ten and six okay. kind of team. Uh, okay. Our challenge is, you know, we're young. 
we don't really know what we have completely on at wide receiver beyond Marcus Colston. Um, so, you know, I think we probably yeah. I would, you know, I think that's a that's a that's a best case scenario. Um, of course, you know our you know Patrick knows this. If we're gonna lose, let's lose big. Let's go <laughs> three and thirteen, something like that. Don't be like uh-huh. seventy nine. Seventy nine don't get you nothing but a middle round draft pick. So right. you get you need a difference maker. If you if you're that bad, hey, you need a difference maker and be picking at the top of each round. You know, instead of going out right. and winning a meaningless game against like Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that was a joke. We couldn't even that but that's but that's a typical Saints uh, <laughs> season. You know, win the game that you don't expect <laughs> and lose the game that you think we we got in the bag. So I'm gonna go bag, with nine yeah. and seven, ten and six. Yeah. Okay, how about you, Patrick? I'm I'm that I'm I'm with Tyrone all the way with this one, man. I I was saying okay. nine and seven, ten and six, that's that's where I'm at with it as well because you just never know. We really don't. We have a we have a lot of question marks. The only question mark that we really don't have really is Drew yeah. Reed for the most part. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I would say like Mark Ingram. He proved last year that he can really tote the rock. So you know, uh, he he proved some things last year. He was out five games, but he did prove when he was healthy that he can handle the load. Uh, outside of those guys, man, and he and like Tyrone said. Uh, uh, Marcus Colston. There's only a few guys that we know that uh, that we pretty much know we're gonna we know we're gonna get out of them. But on the defensive side, we just don't know because like guys, some of our young stars, our budding stars, they took a, a, a step back last year. Kenny Vaccaro took a okay. step back. Uh, uh, Cam Jordan took a step back. Um, you know, Junior Gillette when he was on the team, he took a step back last year. So. Uh, it's just a wait. It's kind of like a wait and see approach. That's how I'm taking it this year. Hmm. I hear you on that. Well, hmm. you know what? Before I figured you guys would, would improve because this year, because I think that you guys underachieved a lot last year. I'm just gonna be real about it. Um, until Tyrone shared with me and 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 Patrick added on about the chemistry issues that the team had and that y'all jettisoned the main culprits of said chemistry issues, I think you guys are pre, pre, I think will be better than improved. I think, just looking at the schedule, these guys go to the Cardinals, which is tough. The first game of the year, you're back home against the Bucks at the Panthers, host the Cowboys. And that's just the first four games. But if you just take a look at how the other teams in the division stack up, I mean, Carolina, who do they have on the offense other than Cam Newton? You know, who does Cam Newton have to get the ball to? I mean, sure, there's Kelvin Benjamin, but he's his work ethic is pretty suspect, and that's coming from mm-hmm. the days of Florida State. Then you have maybe uh, what's his name, the tight end who's pretty good, Kyle Olsen. I, I think uh, Olsen. Yeah, Olsen is just very good. But aside of that, it became it has to be Cam Newton all day, Cam Newton all the time. And sure, they have the defense. But as we learn this league, if you can't score points, you ain't winning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then it takes us to your boys, Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is so bad that the three of us on offense can score 30 <laughs> on those boys. That's how bad they are. So I'm not worried about that. 
So, <laughs> so this takes us to Tampa. I think Tampa will be improved because I think that I think that um, uh, Jameis Winston is going to surprise a lot of cats this year, a lot of folks this year. I think he's very. I think his work ethic is off the charts. He has a football IQ that's very very high, and he's a hard worker. But I think those three teams have issues. I think the Saints have the fewest of those issues. I think the talent is still there. As long as Sean Payton's in the house, I think you guys are fine. He's one of the top coaches in this league. I firmly believe that even after last year's debacle. And I think that with the right leadership on defense, a.k.a. Browner and company, and the new town you guys drafted on defense in this year's draft, I think you guys can easily win 10 games. Seriously. I think I think you guys should be able to dominate this division. You're by far the most talented offensively. You have a lot to prove. And I yeah. think a, Saints, a team headed by by uh, Sean Payton, uh, who also has Rob Bryant in his employee, under his employee, a team like that who underachieved last season, the change they made in off season, is primed to dominate. I think you guys are going to run away with the South. I'm just to say it off the top. I think you guys are going to run away with it. I think, I think it's going to be you guys, maybe the Panthers, and then everybody else. And so, like I said before, I think anything less than 10 wins, it's going to be a huge disappointment. Spread it out there. So, well, so I think well, you guys I'm have looking, a lot to look forward to this season. I'm going to say I'm looking forward to the three three different changes I think that really could impact the Saints. Uh, number one is we hired Dennis Allen, who okay. when our secondary was good, he was the coach, and so he's basically okay. like another uh, assistant defensive head coach. So that's a that's a major right. move for us. Another major move, uh, not a move, but somebody I think we really didn't see all their whole potential was Brandon Cooks. Um, okay. I think he's a star in the making at, at wide receiver, and it'd be interesting to see. And along with that, uh, a really another move we mentioned him already. I think Stephon Anthony is really going to transform that defense, and we're probably going to start mm. seeing the Saints defense starting to trend up in the next few years because of this joker. Um, I was, you know, Patrick can mm. know I was talking about him way before the draft started. Yeah, I, saw him on, <laughs> I saw him on YouTube, and I just liked his, his demeanor and his nastiness and his size and everything. And, and so far, people have been raving about him at camp. So yep. that's, the kind mm. of, that's the kind of player we need, a leader on defense that's going to go out and set the tone it can't be a perimeter dude. You know, they're too far away from the ball. You have to you have to right. have somebody on the line, preferably that linebacker that's going to make a difference. That's why Luke Keekley is basically Carolina's defense, along with Thomas Davis. Yes, Lord. But, but yes. he makes the whole defense go. And so same thing with Ray Lewis, the same thing with Patrick and Navarro Bowman. You know, those guys make the team go, and, and they inspire the rest of everybody else to play. And I think Stephon Anthony is going to be that same kind of player for us. So I'm excited right. to see what happens, what he does this year. Yep. Nice, yep. nice, nice. Yep. I, I, um, so any last words, Patrick? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I uh, believe that uh, one guy that I think – 
who has a lot to prove. He's been injured a lot on his last team, but I think he's gonna he's gonna yeah. I think he's gonna explode with us. He might catch eighty balls, and that's CJ Spiller. He might he might okay. he's gonna he's gonna be like our uh uh Sproles and Bush type guy. But the difference with him is when when he's in the game you won't, you won't, he won't be a dead giveaway. There's going to be a pass because he can, he can run up the gut. You know, right. he has a little bit more size. He can catch. He's like a, a four two eight forty, something like that. Crazy, and uh, <laughs> that's going to be my, <laughs> that's going, that's going, that's going to be my, that's my, uh, my sleeper guy on the offense that I think was a big uh, uh, pickup for the Saints. And on defense, I think a guy that's going to uh, may explode this year is um, uh, Hakeem. Hicks, big uh, defensive uh, tackle in uh, between him and Cam Jordan. I think they're going to make some noise. And just like uh, Tyrone said, uh, Stephon Anthony, those are young guys right there. They can grow together. And um, if we can get uh, Picaro to, to play like he played during his rookie season, they got some young guys with talent. You just got to just gel and, you know, bring it every game. Right. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. I enjoy the heck out of this. I really did, and I, I hope that we could do this again during the season, whether the Saints are doing well or not. Um, next time, you know, give Thomas a hard time and bring him in as well. But, Tyrone, thank you. Patrick, it was good meeting you and talking to you, my man. Good luck yeah. to your boys. Yes. Down with the Falcons, I guess. And uh, yeah. <laughs> keep the party going. All right, man. All right. Good luck right. with you. Thank you very you much. Take care, guys. My time. Okay, bye. You got it, man. Good night, fellas. Right. Good night, man. All right, those are my guys. Tyrone Miller, uh, college buddy of mine, as well as the introduction of one Patrick Adams. That was a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. Um, but anyway, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we're going to keep the party going with the NFL Superman Series next week. So, um, going to take some more off, obviously, so you guys have a good evening, have a good weekend, this is Scott Burks, the Clown Hour, thank you for tuning in, 06, night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.